0: Ten Talent Agency, David Sanchez. Ten Management is a Chicago-based boutique agency dedicated to the discovery and management of top-tier talent. Eliminating measurement requirements and focusing on fresh, unique, multidisciplinary talent, Ten is globally recognized as an industry leader and one of the most diverse and inclusive agencies in the fashion and entertainment space all right we are here so we have david sanchez who is as i said the owner ceo of 10 management and talent 10 talent agency hi
1: gang hi jacqueline
0: hi and my boss which is super you know
1: funny. i hate that word
0: i i know you hate that we word. could
1: actually talk about that but yeah.
0: yes i know that you don't like that word. actually why don't you like that word let's start there
1: let's start there you know i think it just creates a hierarchy and you know me i'm so casual um yeah.
0: Yeah. I hear you. I
1: feel like, you know, I don't like being above or below people. So I don't like to enforce that. Mm-hmm. Um, anyways, but it's great yeah. to be here.
0: Thank you so Hi. much for joining. I mean, you bring <laughs> so much to the table. Um, I guess let's backtrack a little bit because sure. when I decided to come to Chicago and I was like, what am I going to do with my, you know, what's the next step for me meeting with the different agencies when I met you, there was there's something so magical about you and Aww. so special. And that's kind of the topic I you want to talk about today. I mean, you have pushed me to set my comfort zone and do so many different things. And I think sometimes when you're in a job you can feel stuck, like yeah. You kind of feel like you could only do one thing, but that's yeah. the beautiful thing about you is that you you wear so many different hats and you just- And I think,
1: you know, making, if we think about your title of the show, Making Waves, um, and I appreciate that. And just for the viewers, this is not an advertorial. This was not a condition of your employment. And you asked me, so I'm really excited to be here to be part of your story and why you want to help people because that's exactly why I feel like I do the work that I do is to use the knowledge of my experience to help others. And that's, it took me a long time to recognize that desire within me. I always knew that sort of foundation of, you know, sharing my knowledge, being, you know, being an educator, you know, in the classroom, but then using my experiences is why I, what brings me joy, what sort of helps me with my own personal why. So when you ask me that question, you know, pushing you, you know, part of, I think, uh, our work in the arts is really being able to explore all sides of ourselves and in business you know in business it's all about being one thing to one type of people but in the arts it's sort of the opposite you have to be so many things so i appreciate being able to show up every day and explore all sorts of all sorts of myself mm-hmm. and it changes and so when working with you um, i remember that day we met and and so vividly because you know i wanted to you know, I really sought out a very powerful person. And something I really appreciate about your mindset is, you know, we really operate very differently and we think about things very differently. And, but we get often to the same conclusion or perhaps a different conclusion, but we, you know, we do it so differently. So I think we challenge ourselves um, to find that difference, but yet find that balance. So I think that's something, that tension is always really important. Right. Um, and I appreciate that tension every day.
0: And I want to talk a little bit, I mean, for you as David Sanchez, in terms of the, the amount of hats that you wear, so people <laughs> understand this, I mean, you're not only the CEO and an agent and a teacher and a creative, and a host, and a comedian, yeah. you know, you are so many <laughs> different things, You so much to the table, you can you negotiate can <sighs> a contract like nobody I've ever seen before, I, know. I think you should be a lawyer, you know, that's another <laughs> side of you, like there's so many layers to the- I know, the and I
1: think that's something I really struggle with, and I don't want to use struggle as a negative or positive word, but in entrepreneurship, the- you know, I don't think people realize I clean the office when everyone leaves. I take out the trash. I'm wiping the toilet. I mean, it's not as glamorous as you think it is. And I don't think, you know, I don't need people to say, wow, you're doing so many things, but it's so, you know, you have to be a pro at accounting. You have to be a pro at legal. You have to be a pro at HR. You have to be a pro at, you know, all these things. And especially at our agency where we represent 400 vivid you know, people, storytellers, beautiful faces, entertainers, you know, we have to be so many things to them. And so, you know, when I take all that away, it's, it's one, am I having fun? Not every day is fun. But two, um, you know, really finding that balance in my day where it's like, gosh, how do I get through all these layers? How do I do this every day? And COVID has really brought such a different lens to that. You know, we didn't we don't plan for these sort of events in, in our type of business. And so the last year has really allowed me to find new a find new relationship to the work um, mm-hmm. and find new joy because we're confronted with such a different reality now in COVID and running a business and managing it and staying open. We're a small business. We're open and we're busier than ever. So I'm so happy to say that, but that we're also hustle our butts off to get there. So one thing I've learned about myself is nobody puts baby in the corner, <laughs> mm-hmm. and I'm in charge of my own experience. And so it took me a long time to figure that out. Only you probably have, in the last only probably in the last six months have I figured that part out.
0: You've taught me a, a ton of <laughs> lessons within these three years of being together. One of my favorite things <laughs> that I always say, Kevin loves this saying from you. Oh, don't get cocky till the money's in your pocket.
1: <laughs> it is so true. And I had a, a, a job, uh, my first job right out of college, My I was a realtor uh, for a private real estate developer in Portland, uh, Robert Ball, who's such an incredible business person, entrepreneur, and the principal broker, who was still such a wise figure in my life, um, said that, and I will never forget it.
0: <laughs> so back to being you know, so many different things. I, I want the viewers to hear too, because that translates to our talent too. Sure. Now when somebody walks through our door, it's not just about being the model. It's not just about being the actor. It's about having all of those layers and we need you to be more than one thing. So do you want to say yep. that a little bit?
1: Yeah, and I think it's really finding that dy- dynamic aspects of a person, you know, we're representing people. And so in the arts entertainment industry, You know, when I started as a model at age 18, there was no such thing as a website. There was no such thing as social media. So a model could just be a pretty face on a board and get away with that. And and that was the traditional sense of the word and an actor could be an actor and everyone could just stay in their lanes. But I think with The idea of the accessibility of it all and the amount of competition that lives in the space that we're operating in somebody really has to be so dynamic that they push through the barriers of even a digital opportunity like a casting or you know how are we finding those elements of that person so when somebody walks in the door I know probably within one second or not who they're going to work for why they're going to work how much money they're going to bring in and why a client's going to respond to them and often it's their energy that they're bringing to the table so that is fascinating I don't know how to I don't know how to articulate it other than it's a feeling internally and and I think as viewers we all know that feeling we can we don't maybe understand um, why we we have such a negative or positive a- approach or a reaction to somebody but instagram i feel like you know the idea of scrolling you know we make these decisions in a millisecond if if something captures our attention so unfortunately uh that has that decision has to be made so fast internally so as agents and as obviously the owner i have you know, that's why we're here. I've been an agent for 14 years. So, you know, it's very intuitive for me now. Um, and and I'm not always right. And so that's the point of having teammates and team members to have those discussions. Like, why would this person work? Why don't you like this person? Or why do I like this person? And recognize, you know, that dynamic, what's the word I'm looking dyna- dynamic, mm-hmm. you know, ability someone brings to the table is why they're there. and. Otherwise, they are just another pretty face. Well, unfortunately, there's a million pretty faces in this business. So you've got to be something more Mm
0: -hmm. at this point. And you mentioned that you started out as a model. You did the whole thing. You traveled the world. You booked huge campaigns. And then, you know, your journey changed where you became an agent. So I want to ask you, what made you decide to start your own business?
1: That's such a great question. And there's about... I could probably talk about that for hours, but you know, I had worked as a model. I am at big agencies, small agencies all over the globe. I always listened and I always really got to know my agents in a way that I don't think other talent were. But, and at the same time, and you know, this perspective, if we shut our eyes, we could probably each name, you know, 20 to 30 talent that we could count on to make a call time, you know, yesterday and be on time, you know, early. So I think I was always that talent. I was never late. I think I was only late in about 10 years of being a professional model once, and I was one minute late. Because as you know, in New York, I got stuck behind a garbage truck in an alley, <laughs> and I couldn't do anything in a taxi. So, um, you know, I think I was always that talent that was there to, sh- there to work. And, and I was really fortunate to have uh, my first, um, my, uh, w- my first agency, which was called Chosen Models, which was many iterations before, uh, which is now Select in Chicago. Uh, and I started, well, it was Elite, excuse me, it turned into Chosen. And my boss, director at the time, really called me into that, that position. And I had actually replaced, uh, and made, when I made that transition in 2000, and in mid 2008. Um, I had actually replaced the person that had offered me the contract for five years ago. So, you know, that agent, so, you know, he saw something in me and at the time I didn't really question. I just said, yes, I just said, you know what, this is the opportunity that's presenting. I think it's great. And he thinks I'm going to be great at this and I'm going to listen. And, you know, I think I would have been 20, 28 at the time. Um, and I just jumped at it.
0: Yeah. Um, yeah. So what would you say, how would you define success in business and in life? Like what is success mm. to you?
1: That's a really difficult question for me because I, I don't know if I've ever really defined that. And because it just doesn't feel uh, natural for me to define that. Mm-hmm. Success, I've never really needed money. I don't ever go, oh, gosh, I need gobs of money. I need to be a zillionaire. What I want is to be able to work for myself and support myself and support you know, a network around me. So that feels like success for me. People are always putting that word onto me, oh, you're so successful, you're so this, and it just feels really blank when people say that to me. So that's work that I have to do um, for myself. I've just never, I've never been able to articulate that internally.
0: It's really interesting just talking to so many different entrepreneurs and people who to me are super successful just to hear what success means to them because- Well, how do you define it? Everybody does have a very different answer. You know, one person's success could be to make it in vogue and another person's success can be just true, genuine happiness. To me, I believe that's you know, if I wake up and I love what I'm doing every single day that's and
1: I all I need
0: bills, I still have to be able to pay my bills yes,
1: that's all I need
0: I'm happy and content that is success to me
1: exactly. I get a lot of people asking me like, "Wow, what's it like working for yourself?" I bet that feels so great. you're so lucky. I have to go to a job that you know I hate my boss and I hate my company, but I still have to show up and and I re- and a lot of times I hear that and we all know what that feels like. I mean, I've been in jobs where I didn't like, but I still had to do. And to, to circle back on that, uh, your previous question, why did I start the agency? You know, part of the other two was i had been working at companies that I just didn't ever feel appreciated. And I know I could do it better. That was very romantic, you know, eight years ago when I decided to start the, the company with absolutely no money, no investors, just my hard work and my vision. So when somebody says success I sort of go gosh you know I'm you know and and sort of goes wow you're working for yourself you're doing this I sort of just am so happy I get to do that doesn't mean it's any better or worse I'm not comparing my experience to theirs it's just I I'm fortunate enough at this point in my life to be able to have that paradigm doesn't necessarily mean I'll have it forever Mm -hmm. You know, it's just right now I get to show up and actually do that. And that to me is success. I get to just paint that picture and I get to paint that paintbrush every day. And I, and I, and I really get empowered by that. I really
0: do. So your agency, or I guess our agency where, you know, where I work is definitely on the map. I think it's, you know, it's one of the biggest competitors in the Chicago space. So did you have a defining moment when the agency kind of just like hit it where, people started to recognize 10? Like, was there one moment?
1: Ooh. I've never been asked that question, nor have I ever thought of that. Cool.
0: Hmm. It could have been just a natural growth, but I wasn't sure if That's a
1: was- great question. I think there are times where when I'm interviewing talent and maybe maybe they don't like potential talent and they don't know that I'm the owner and I ask them questions like, how did you hear of the agency? And hearing what they say, it's often like, wow, I've been following you guys forever or this or this. Uh, That's a great question. I've never thought about that.
0: Yeah. Hmm. It's just so beautiful. I mean, when I was working in New York, I definitely knew 10 was one of the, the hottest so how
1: did you know that how did you know that
0: that's a good question i mean intent was more fashion
1: yeah
0: know, we
1: yet. started more fashion in the beginning and now we have all different types of talent right, I, I think is so important that variety
0: mm-hmm. um but there's just i guess two, the thing about you know what
1: here i figured it out and i, I didn't mean to cut you off but go ahead oh, finish okay. up
0: no, I was just going to say, you know, there's the heavy hitters who've been here for 30 plus years who are kind of like the big franchise agencies, but then yours for, so, I mean, maybe it was just from reading articles and just, yeah. press a lot. I don't know. I just, I just knew that it was a hot <laughs> place to be.
1: Oh, I love that. And hearing that, it makes me so thrilled to, you know, reflection is such an important moment. Um, two things that come up as I process your question. Seeing call sheets, you know, and actually knowing the amount of work that we get against those 30-year-old competitors. And then oftentimes on the call sheet, we have way more talent than them. I love that. So that's one. And I could probably go into a million jobs where that's the space. And it's part of a sort of F you moment internally where I'm like, ha, 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 you think you're so badass. Like, you know (laughs) what? You're not. And so that's fun. My inner competitor loves those moments. And two, the highlight professional moment for me, in 2018, I was able to speak at the Federal Reserve Bank in New York about my experiences being an entrepreneur, especially as a Latino. So as part of a a research project uh, put on by the Federal Reserve Bank of New York, Stanford Business School and Interrise. Uh, So three really important, uh, uh, you know, institutions, and I was part of 10 companies that they featured uh, of successful Latino-owned uh, national companies, and I was probably the smallest of everyone. Everyone's multi-million, you know, revenue, you know, multiple, and I, and I was the littlest guy there. And, but being there, to, you know, sitting on the floor of the Federal Reserve Bank in New York, you know, being invited, having my travel paid, I felt like I was so glamorous. You know, being able to tell my story on that stage was such a moment for me. And it still is. I get so infused of energy thinking about being included. Because even though I am the smallest, and I remember sitting on a panel with these, you know, multi, you know, million dollar companies sitting next to me. And I remember and I still get so inspired by that moment because I know I'll get there. I'll know that, you know, even though I'm not there yet. I can see what's to come and that really is like that brings up a lot of emotion for me because it's so exciting so being able to tell that story on that on that platform was massive for me
0: but think about how cool that is because <sighs> when is David Sanchez and like you said you started this without any funding like no. you started it as you right mm-hmm. and you are competing against these huge multi-million dollar maybe even billion dollar people these franchise exactly for how god knows how exactly long. And you have more people on a call sheet than them i'm sorry exactly maybe that is success like,
1: i agree i agree i agree
0: that's pretty cool.
1: there's a couple of layers within that that we have to pay attention to dedication hard work and hustle so you know those are three really important factors uh that you have to show up every single day there are so many days where i do not want to show up because i'm freaking exhausted and I'm in a bad mood or I'm this, but yet you have to find that strength internally to go, you know what? I can have that bad day, but I still have to show up. I still have to, you know, show up. So it's like finding that balance internally is really interesting
0: and I want to bring up something that I wasn't <clears throat> even going to talk about but it's sure. important because I've worked at different agencies and you know whatever but there, you could come into a space and it can kind of be toxic and you know if somebody comes in with a bad in a bad mood or has a bad energy
1: yeah it, we all know what that feels like
0: it, it, it just spreads throughout the whole office yeah with me and you I think being able to be open and talk about where our feelings are at. Like if something really shitty happens and I get a really bad email and this is for the viewers to hear. So David, as a boss, will say, you know what, go meditate for five minutes. Like,
1: yeah. Shut your computer. Walk. Go for a walk.
0: To be able to have somebody that's so supportive in that way as a boss Aww. I think everybody else needs to hear that people who are bosses out there because I love it, that. Makes, it makes you a better employee when you have somebody who supports your mental health
1: totally. your
0: everyday job I'm gonna cry because it's, so Aww. it's you're so supportive in that way
1: I love that, and I think that emotion is really important because remember we're all just people doing our jobs, and I had a really tough question i had, the other day at work um you know, I was really busy, and this one talent called me and was really asking me really specific questions about our growth and, you know, where do I see the company in a few years?" And she was coming from a really good place. Uh, and my answer was, "You know what? I'm just one person, and I have a staff of you know three now. We're doing a lot of work, and we're doing the best we can. And so like sometimes remembering we're just two or three people. That's all we can do. You know, we're not superheroes and we're we're humans. Yeah. So like that emotion is important because, you know, a lot of times people are projecting what they want onto us and we have to take it. But then, you know, at the other side of the coin is we're just, I'm just one person. I can only do one thing at a time. I am not super, I'm not a superhero. I'm not trying to be. And, you know, we're gonna have a bad day. We're gonna get upset because we care. Mm-hmm. We're human. And I appreciate that feedback. And, and I think the hardest thing for me that I've experienced is allowing that space in, internally to be able to fall apart or have a bad day. And that's new for me, I think, as somebody that has um, taken care of myself from pretty much 16 and on. I haven't had a lot of emotional support in my life. So I've always been internalized. So being able to even have a company, you know, I still have to be able to say, I'm having a shitty day or I'm having a, you know, X day or, and sometimes they say that to you like, hey, I need help today or I'm having, you know, I still have to be able to be vulnerable too. I can't show up and have this perfect armor. That's not what I'm trying to become or be. So that's that's been new for me, is to really be able to, to open up when I'm really struggling. And this is a perfect example. I got a divorce probably three or four years ago, and I was also teaching class at the same time. I had an 8 a.m. divorce in the courts that morning. It was a Wednesday. I got a divorce. I had to go to work right after. I had three people in my office. I literally walked from crying my eyes, and it's going to make me cry, crying my eyes out on downtown, you know, the court in Chicago and our offices in the West Loop. So what is that, a 10-minute walk? Crying my eyes out the whole walk. Okay, I have to go to work. And guess who had to teach class that night? I did. And then i that's classes from 6 to 10 o'clock at night. And by the time I got home, I was like, what just happened? And I remember using that as an example in my class that day, because I teach entrepreneurship at Columbia college. And I remember teaching that moment in that day being like, Hey, this is a really important lesson for everybody. Let's talk about this. This is what i just experienced. I'm falling apart personally, but I'm here today and I'm going to do my job and I'm going to show up. And the next day, guess who was at work at 9am the next day. So, you know, those moments are really hard because how do you balance that is really hard. But you still have to show up. So finding that that balance is is hard, and recognize um, it's just hard. Well,
0: you are one of the
1: biggest <laughs> hustlers I know out there. Uh, thank you. Yes. So, so why hard. did you want to reach out and interview me today? Why was why was I on your list of your first season? Which congratulations on your first season.
0: Thank you. Everyone who comes on the podcast has to make waves within their own life. And I do want to know what that means to you. But to me, being able to, you know, make waves within your life, it's people that are go-getters, self-starters, the, you know, hustling, making their own country mm-hmm. happen. And of course, you are the definition of all. So
1: this is what that looks like for me. Since the beginning of the company, we book about seven to $1,200, excuse me, seven to 1,200 jobs a year so over the course of you know almost eight years that's a good six to seven thousand dollars of individual book excuse me six to seven thousand individual bookings in the model talent space with a revenue of over five million dollars so to me that is proofs in the pudding i get inspired by that that is purely what inspires me and i go damn that's really cool And we're going to do more. I'm not saying it's the most profitable moment, but it's still, I get to show up, I get to book, I get to provide opportunity, and I get to be part of that process. And so do you, and so does someone else, and so do all of us combined. So to me, that is, that to me defines why I do that work. That idea of we get to provide positive economic pathways for the creative entertainer, artist, and I get to you know, be part of that process. And that is so inspiring for me. That's why I do the work.
0: And for you too, you know, kind of how we started off this podcast and kind of like the full circle is you don't just make waves within the agency. Yeah. The agency alone speaks for itself, but I see you as a person who makes waves in your life every single day by the choices you make, pushing yourself to do more and be more by, you know, you help um, the Boys and Girls Club. Like, there's so many things that you do for others, and you don't just sit on your ass. You know, there's a lot of people out there who just sit on their couch and wait for something to come to them, come knocking on their door. You are the opposite of that. And I I want to inspire other people to, like, what advice can you give other people to kind of go out there and make things happen on their own?
1: I love that question. And... The things that are coming up for me right now are uh, there was a book that I read when I was 18 given to me by a really important mentor, a teacher of mine right out of high school called The Four Agreements. It's a very simple (gasps) book, and I think I gave that to you. So I might need help with The Four Agreements, but a few of them are Always Do Your Best, Be Impeccable with Your Word. Can you remember the others? I'm going to butcher this book. Um,
0: Uh, I read it like...
1: Those are two of the ones that I've always led by. I never have lied. I will always tell the truth and I will always do what's in the best interest of others, including myself. So... To me, there's something of energy that that brings to the table. So my advice is put yourself in the positions that are going to bring opportunity to yourself and others. And sometimes we don't know what that looks like, but just show up and do the work. If it's getting involved in a charity or getting involved, you know, raise your voice. And there's a way to use your voice to, to really, you know, is, am, I, am I helping myself or am I helping others or could there be a space in the middle? And I think that space in the middle is so important.
0: Okay, so now we're going to play a game. This is a segment that I always do called Make Waves, aka Spilling the Tea.
1: It's okay. It's a flash
0: round where I just want you to say the first <laughs> thing that comes to your mind as soon as I ask the question. Okay. think about it. Just go. done. Okay. Um, greatest single achievement in your career?
1: The, I'm going to go to money. Um, my biggest booking job as a model was like $40,000. Oh!
0: Dream's biggest inspiration?
1: Uh, there's so many things. Uh, I'm going to say my mom. Love
0: that. Favorite restaurant in Chicago? Uh,
1: I love Greektown uh, a lot. There's a few restaurants in Greek Town I love.
0: Best advice someone gave you?
1: Give yourself the permission to be who you are
0: favorite current fashion trend?
1: Well, I go crazy for scents. And so I'm wearing Byredo today. So even when I'm at home, I'm engulfed in a scent.
0: Hashtag sponsored. No, I'm kidding. (laughs) No,
1: I wish. I wish.
0: (laughs) Um, Last time you cried.
1: Uh, Yesterday on my couch for about an hour.
0: (laughs) Same. It's an everyday activity that we love. And then, biggest splash you ever made.
1: In life, huh? Well, I'm gonna, uh, I, I'm am going to say my own company, my own, my current, my this company, that so was, far, okay. yeah. And well, I've actually been in Splash Magazine multiple times, which I don't think they're printing, but that was a uh, tribute.
0: Making a splash and splash. Yeah, I love exactly. It. So, where can everybody follow you?
1: On Instagram, at uh Sancinisto. And that's a rift just to everyone knows. It's a rift on TJ Maxx and Easter because I love shopping and finding a value. So an old coworker at Ford when I worked there, had we made that acronym. So it's that's just amazing. stuck. So if anybody ever asked what the hell does that word mean? that's It's a play on my last name.
0: Oh, I love it. Well, thank you so much for coming on today. It means the world to me. And you're in an you. single day of my life. So,
1: And thank I think you. can give you one last advice is and the viewers is you know this whole conversation is um you know really hopefully you've learned a little bit about me and obviously jacqueline um but you know what show up and and i say this to you all the time but if you want a shadow if if you want to get rid of a shadow you have to cast your light on it so just shine on baby shine on
0: i love you well, and thank now, you
1: so much everybody we'll see you soon sashay Away. Away.